And hello, everybody. It is Tom Chenault, and it's the uh, Network Marketing Leadership Show. And I'm here with Adrian Chenault, and it is going to be a great show today. I told these guests before that this is going to be like one of my favorite shows ever. And the reason is, is because people coming back from bad stuff is so close to my heart because obviously 32 years ago, I had a dollar to my name. I was absolutely back to the wall. I was as low as a person can get. No one would take a shot at me. Everybody on me, everybody wanted to take shots at me and it was ugly. And I'm, uh, I wanna talk about, you can see Kobe Bryant in the corner there. The reason I wanna have him up there is because I'm heartbroken about the guy losing his life in a helicopter uh, crash. You know that I am a pilot, you know I have an airplane you know that I know how risky flying can be and they got in a situation that they couldn't get out of and my heart's broken for everybody, uh, for the children, for Kobe, for the pilot. And uh, another thing that happened to Kobe over the years was uh, he got in some trouble and he came back from it. He was a great athlete. He got in some trouble up in Colorado and he came back from it. And I've got so many friends that measure measure people by something they did 20 years ago. And there's a couple of friends of mine watching here that I told, I'm going to be talking about you on this show. And I'm not going to mention their names, but they got in a lot of trouble many, many years ago. And had those people been measured by what trouble they got in all those years ago, they wouldn't be the success in the human beings that they are today. And if I were still being measured for the alcoholic infidelity crazy man that I was 32 years ago, I wouldn't be a, sex, a success today. And I don't think you would be either, because I'm telling you, I know that every one of you have crossed that center line when you shouldn't have at some point in your life, and you got lucky and didn't get caught, and you corrected and straightened back out again. And I'm just telling you, stop judging people, because nobody reads yesterday's newspaper. And the mark of a man or the mark of a woman is what they come back from, not what they did. And the, pre the penal system, the prison system, makes us pay our dues. And we have no right to continue to persecute and prosecute people after they paid their dues to society. And this little punk right here, he's going to show you a picture of something he did, which I think was unbelievably brave and great. Talk about it, Adrian. <laughs> All right. Well, this is, uh, this is a, a photo of something that we did with an organization called Defy Ventures and Defy Colorado. And what these guys have done is they created a program and a platform that, um, that goes into some of the toughest prisons in the United States and leads people through a transformational process that teaches them how to think of themselves as entrepreneurs, that helps them to understand that the survival skills that were applied in a bad way and landed them in a lot of trouble are skills that could be reapplied in a way that would be powerful and productive to society. But what's crazy and that I had no idea about going into this, so we went to, uh, to Colorado State Penitentiary in Kansas Maximum City, security. which is the toughest prison in the state of Colorado. And what I didn't expect is that a fairly high percentage of the people that said, I want to do this program, are probably never going to leave that prison to actually go and do this out in the world. And instead, they chose to do it because they decided they wanted to make a difference inside of that facility and to show up in a different way. And it's just incredible and, and humbling and very, very powerful. And, and, and so 
what we took took out of that whole process is that the difference between those people that may spend the rest of their lives in prison and any of us, it's inches and seconds in yeah. circumstances, right? It's, it's those tiny decisions and it's our privilege that so many of us never get caught and a different set of circumstances in a different neighborhood, so much, so often the same behaviors and a totally different life goes a totally different direction. So I'm trying to think of what could be worse than maximum security prison down in, um, in Canyon City, Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. How about Columbia? So we've got a girl, a woman, a nice woman, an incredible woman with us named Heather Love, who spent three years in a Columbia prison. And she made the worst days of her life, the best days of her life, to create a great life. Heather, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm so unbelievably proud of you and happy for you and crazy stuff. Tell people what your life was like, what happened, and what it's like now. Um, well, I had a crazy life leading up to Columbia, but that was the breaking point of, I mean, I'm, it's never gotten any worse. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I grew up in a little town in Pennsylvania, a little city, I guess. Um, really poor. It's been dubbed the poorest city in the nation a couple times. Um, I was abused most of my childhood sexually. Um, I was three years old when I told my mom and it was, it started with a family member and it then led to two others. Um, and the abuse didn't stop until I was about 14 and I was finally actually able to leave my parents' house. Um, when I left my parents' house, it was uh, an escape from that was going to take care of my ailing grandmother who had just suffered a stroke at 56 and she was paralyzed on her left side. And uh, my grandfather needed someone to help care for her because he drove back and forth from Pennsylvania to New Jersey. And um, well, taking care of her was better than what I was doing at home and I did it. And well, taking care of her led to taking care of him until he died. He actually died, um, while I was supposed to be there taking care of her. Um, I chose all the wrong boys. I, I was just looking for love and yeah, I never had any good examples and I picked the wrong ones and then the abuse started to happen with the boys. And um, I was six months pregnant when my boyfriend started physically abusing me. So um, I was pregnant at 18 and it wasn't long after I had him that I was really by myself and I was living in a women's shelter because I was trying to get away from the abuse. And if anybody knows abuse, it doesn't happen that easy. It's not ever over that easy. And although I knew it was bad and it was wrong, I was trying to get away. I wasn't strong enough. And that was a cycle that took a while for me to break after a few PFAs and um, it didn't get better. Um, he threatened to kill me a bunch of times. And one time, one time, um, he sent somebody to actually follow through with that and I was attacked. 
and I had to go on trial for attempted murder. Um, I was so young and life was just spiraling out of control. And I had this little boy and I was, my life was in the hands of 12 strangers and that ended well for me. Um, although my, my state of mind wasn't well and I allowed somebody to take advantage of me after that happened and a coworker offered me to go on this exotic trip for my 25th birthday and I was supposed to go see these beautiful beaches and leave the country and experience something that I didn't think I would ever be able to do any other time. And I really needed a vacation. I really needed to get away from the craziness of my life. And well, I was asking for a vacation, um, but I ended up in jail. No, not in, in prison um, in Colombia, in a country where I didn't even speak Spanish. I didn't even speak their language. And I had a five-year-old little boy at home who was waiting for his mommy to come home. And it was three years before I got to see him again. So I need, we've only got two and a half minutes. So you have to tell me what happened after you got out and what you did and what you've done, you little rock star, because you are the mommy. I did it all. Um, I got home and I got a really good job and I, the, the really good job wasn't good enough. So I got my real estate license and I bought us a home and I then decided he needed a daddy and I found me a husband and <laughs> I wanted to have more babies. So we had two more babies to go along with the five that he already had and then I found network marketing and I am just doing my best to make that all those bad things um, not so bad anymore. Eight kids between Eight kids you. married between a guy us. with the last name of love. I did. An unbelievable profession that let you be a mom, a rock star, a leader, and an example. And you've yes. done that, haven't you? I'm doing it. Yes. And I get calls. Like you're someplace. I don't even know where you were this weekend. And my phone is blowing up because of Peter. Because Peter <laughs> is such a rock star. And they go, you got to have her on with Peter. Because she is such an example. And I got to thinking about that. And we, we found you and did it. Because you have done it. And you've got a lot of women out there that thought they had a story. That they couldn't come back from. Because something happened but nothing can stop you, right? No, no, I refuse. I refuse to let, I refuse to ever be somebody's victim ever, ever again. And those three years were stolen from me on top of everything else that was taken from me when I was, when I was innocent and when I was not so innocent. And I just, I want better for my kids and I am determined to give it to them and show them that no matter what happens, you can come back from it and you can make your life as good and as great as you want it to be. We're going to bring you back for another show. You can oh. find Heather Love 
all you women especially, that are, that are thinking that you've got some story going on, find Heather Love on Facebook. Find Sean Murphy. Find Leslie Ebert. Find Rhonda Bird Parker. All these people know this woman, and they think she hangs the moon, and so do I. So thank you for coming on. We'll see you Thank next you time. for having me. We'll do a whole show on you. We'll be right back. And we're back. We're that at the commercial. Incredible. You did a thank great you. job, pumpkin pie. Was it fun? Thank you. Yes, thank you. Okay, good. They were telling me, I was so mesmerized that the producer of the show was back there going, you guys got to talk louder. You're listening to her too hard because you are that good. So thank you. Thanks. And say hi to Peter because the guy is unbelievable. Hi, Peter. Hey, that's, uh, that's an incredible story, Heather. And, and thank you for being the example. You, you really are. Thank and the, you. And the name of the game is tell that story, tell that story, tell that story, because you never know who's living in a story that they thought they couldn't get out of, right? I'm working on it. Yeah, I'm working on it. Beautiful stuff, man. Well, we're excited. I'm looking at all the comments now. This is very, very cool. I love my voice so much. I have the voice. <laughs> I sound like it. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, I've got the less. I've got the worst voice in the world. So this is the commercial. Contactmapping.com. Talk about it. You know, I. I mean, I'm just so. I'm still so in awe of you, Heather, in in your story and. So, you know, <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel almost dirty doing a commercial after something so, so powerful and moving. But, you, you know, the thing that what you shared reminds me of is that, every, you know, everybody doesn't have a story like Heather's. Heather, you have an incredible story and an incredible, you know, platform to inspire others and, and to do so many things. But you would be shocked how many people have a story that's a lot closer to Heather's than you would ever think that it is. And you, people are dying to be known. People are dying to have somebody stop and actually want to hear the answer to the question, how are you doing? And nobody is listening. Nobody actually cares. And it's not malicious. It's just we're programmed in this society to not really pay attention, right? We're just, we're going about, we're going through the motions in so many ways. And what contact mapping is about in so many ways is helping you to learn how to ask better questions, to learn how to remember somebody's story so that you are able to use their story to connect them to something that is going to be powerful in their life, that's going to resonate with their values, that's going to get them away from the pain that they're experiencing in their life, whether that pain is real pain, like some of the situations that Heather described, whether it is financial pain or time that they don't have to spend with their family or health you know, being unwell or whatever it is, right? You are learning their story and you're figuring out how to connect them with someone or something that is going to move their life forward in a positive way and it's going to affirm them as a human being. And if you can learn how to do that, you are going to find thousands and thousands of people that are going to be a good fit for whatever business you do. And you're going to find thousands and thousands more that you're never going to make a dime off of, but you're going to feel like a great human being and honestly, that's, that's really the best part. So that's what contact mapping is about. Go to contactmapping.com and go to contactmapping.com slash CSI, which is for coffee shop interview. It's a free download that we'll give you that will get into the heart of some of what I just described and how you actually do that with contact mapping. 
they say everybody's got a story that will bring you to your knees if you'll just take the time to listen. And that's why you want to understand this. And that Brene Brown is the one that said that, not me. So don't be thinking I have any depth whatsoever. I am a parrot. All right, stand by for five seconds. Four, three. And we're back. This is the Network Marketing Leadership Show on the Genesis Communication Network with Adrian Chenault. And now, I am telling you, I was in England. And I'm in our room, and here comes Armand, my guy. And I love this guy. And he is such a cool, cool guy. And I go, what's going on? He goes, you need Peter on your show. I go, great, who's Peter? So then, all of a sudden, here comes another guy. His name's Manish. You need Peter on your show. Great, wonderful. Here comes Fraser Brooks. You need Peter on your show. I go, okay, we're three for three. I still don't know who the guy is. So then I'm in this room and all of a sudden a guy walks in the door and all the oxygen in the room just goes away. And I'm going, who the heck is that guy? And I should have known who it was because it was Peter Sage. This guy has a vibe about him and an air about him that just exudes love, personal development, self-confidence and poise. And I'm going, who the heck is this guy? And I did a bunch of due diligence. I stalked him from stem to stern. And he was highly successful before he had an unbelievable circumstance really define his life and gave him, I mean, God's driving the bus. And we don't know it, but it's the truth. And this guy is going to prove it to us right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Peter Sage, how are you, Pete? Let's get wow, it's called, it's called Pete's, getpetesbook.com. You want that, getpetesbook.com. That's why I called him Pete, he probably hated that, but the website is getpetesbook.com and he's gonna give it to you for free. So he likes, I like that word. So take it away, Peter, love you. Wow. Great, great, great introduction, Tom, and thank you so much. And I love your last comment about you know, how God's driving the bus. The So much stress I see people have is down to trying to control things they can't control. Yeah. And, and then, or, yeah, trying to complain at circumstances that have already happened. And, yeah. and if you want to see a, a colossal waste of energy, then yeah, follow that path. But yes, I mean, we're all here in a growth-centric experience. And when people start to understand that even though we live in the time in history where everything is about comfort and quick fix and instant gratification, yeah, yes, our nervous system is wired for comfort, which is great. Yeah, it stops us sitting too close to a fire, but our soul is wired for growth. And when we start to understand that you, know, you grow through challenge, you grow in the gym through being able to push the muscles past their comfort zone, not keep them in it, we can start to see our challenges slightly differently. And, and we're all going to get them. It's part of the design. And we almost want to bring them on because it makes us grow, right? This is it. I mean, I'm a great believer that you know, nature teaches us so much stuff. You know, the strongest trees don't grow in the best soil. They're growing the strongest winds. So if you really want to be the best version of yourself, which if you didn't, why did you show up? Then yeah, pray for some strong winds and don't bitch about them when they come. <laughs> you know, some people are like, oh my God, I, I want to live in this tiny little narrow bandwidth of, uh, of life, trying to get to the end so that we can say, oh, I made it. Yeah, I mean, nobody's getting out of this game alive, right? So yeah, how do you want to finish? How do you want the last breath to come out? And for me, it'd be a case like, wow, now, that as a movie of my life is something that I would pay to watch again. Yeah. And nobody, nobody wants a boring movie. And so many people are conditioned to avoid problems rather than take them on because they didn't know that they were an athlete 
that's been born into a gym that loves them, that's there for them, that's been built for them, that yeah, supports them. But if you don't know you're an athlete in the gym, you're going to complain at the workout. Right? You're going to avoid the personal training. You're going to be doing the least you can to lift the weight so you can tick the box saying you did it, but nothing's going to change. And when you start to realize that you know, the reason we're here is to become, to grow and contribute. How do you know that? Look at nature. Everything in nature grows and contributes or is taken out of the food chain. So if you really want your life to work, then it's a case of don't avoid the challenges. Don't pray the fact that you know, it's going to be, there's going to be no you know, calm seas. A good sailor isn't made on a calm sea. How do you basically take on the role of why we're here and go swing the bat, win, lose, strike out, hit a home run, go have fun? That's, you know, and that's the kind of life that you, you want to live. How did you know all those baseball things when you're an England guy? <laughs> I spoke <laughs> up in, in North America, but yeah. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. That's cool. Very, very, very timely, Peter. Um, <laughs> All right, so I, we're going to go to a break here pretty quick. So I, we're going to talk about what happened. But prior to your unbelievable reality check, you are already an incredibly successful businessman, right? I'd, uh, I'd built many businesses since I dropped out of school at 16. And yeah, some have failed majestically. Some have been international success stories and, and everything in between. So yeah, I'd say I was a very experienced entrepreneur. Yeah. And so when you, when you ended up in trouble and you've been leading people and people really followed you places, some good, some bad over the years, but until you ran into this circumstance that we're going to talk at too after the break, you didn't really know your truth path of where God wanted you to go and what God wanted you to do, right? Yes. It's, you know, one's always about following one's truth. Yeah. Not one's insecurities and learning how to tell the difference uh, as to what your mind will convince you of versus what your heart is telling you. Okay, so we're going to take a little break because this is real radio and the, this is usually not the shortest segment, but we're, we've got a hard stop. We'll be back right after this. It is the Network Marketing Leadership Show with Tom Chenault on the Genesis Communication Network. And we're back. All right. I love this guy. Man, I can already. Peter, so you are he, a he beast. keeps calling me from England when he was out at, the, out at Fraser's Success Summit. And he's going, oh my gosh, this guy, you got to read his book. You gotta do it. So I've been really looking forward to this show uh, and I can, I can tell why he was so excited, but uh, excited oh, to, we'll go into your story more when we come back from the break and we're on the real radio, but uh, uh, thank it you. It means for a lot. I appreciate that, guys. Thank you. As I say, it's, uh, it's, all, it's all about the frequency of the people you meet and you know, meeting you guys and having Heather on the show here is it's, it's about as surprising as a, a clownfish finding a sea anemone. <laughs> that's a very good point now that was from england uh, yeah that all was. right i don't even know what a clownfish is or a sea anemone all right either. all right <laughs> we're gonna have to look that up after. all right so tell tell what's going on with you so what i i think what you talked about when it comes to growth peter is so important because i i, I think that how how we grow is through that sort of interweaving and the interconnections that happen inside of how our story comes together with somebody else's story and, and we grow together. And one of the ways that I think it's easy to get off track is that you, you know, you just go, I'm just going to stay in my lane and I'm going to rely on my own, you know, skills. I'm going to rely on whatever, like I'm going to try to control this thing. I'm going to stay in my lane. I'm not going to connect with people. I'm not going to be paying attention to what's going on around me. And I think we lose sight of ourselves when we do that. So how important is human connection in that journey of discovering who you are. 
we're, we're social animals. And unless we have a mirror of reflection, which other people are able to offer us, how can we possibly know if we're on track or off track? Uh, so being able to have yeah, proximity to people allows us to A, discover our own disowned parts because people will find them. Yeah, that's what relationships are about for, for most people. And it allows us to, to benchmark where we're at on our own journey of, of spiritual and, uh, yeah, and yeah, evolution yeah, and personal growth. Yeah, if, everybody if everybody around you is a complete idiot, chances are it's not them. <laughs> wow. That's you know, yep. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a great reflection of other people. Now, again, everyone's going to be projecting their own stuff. So it's, it's not a, a strict mirror, but generally speaking, a lot of people have the same relationship with different people because they haven't evolved into the person who they are. So yeah, you, we need people around us to benchmark our own levels of growth and allow us the opportunity to be able to contribute. That's really, really good. And, you know, I think one of the, as you talked about that, it's kind of the, I, I love the saying sort of you, if you spot it, you got it right. Like if, if everybody around you is an idiot or everybody around you is always doing this thing, like there, there's some reason why either you really are attracting that kind of person into your life or that you're sort of fixated on whatever that behavior is. And unfortunately, usually it has something to do with the person on the other side of the mirror. But it, yeah, it creates a lid on your life though. It does a big lid on your life. So you got to constantly reach up. Yeah. And in, especially in network marketing, we find ourselves reaching down. I mean, we're constantly, you know, we're afraid maybe of what this business is that we shouldn't be reaching up to people that really need it. I'm telling you, the people that I know that are in corporate America and the people that I know that own their own small, their own businesses are far more of a hostage than the network marketers that I know, but they're scared to death to talk to him. I'm actually intimidated talking to a guy like Peter Sage. So if it's happening to me, it's happening to everybody. And the name of the game is understand that that's so and understand that strong sailors aren't made in calm winds, like he said, yep. and it goes from there and it all boils down to the interview. It does. And, and the interview, I, what comes out of that coffee shop interview that is that that thing that download that we were talking about and Pamela will put the link on there in a second here. But what comes out of that is that no matter how high up the the pay scale or how high up the you know whatever it is that person that you're talking to or how low human beings are human beings and that person that you're intimidated by or that you're afraid to talk to what all they really want is to be treated like a normal person and that's like a rare treat for them and to go and get into their story that I, I think that's the, the most powerful way to recruit up, to develop relationships up, is to really get, stop being so self-conscious and to learn somebody else's story and to serve them in that way. That's exactly right. You know who's commenting like crazy is Denise. Yeah. She must love Peter. That's I, all there is to it. it. Just unbelievable. <laughs> all right. We're going to be back right after this. And we're back. It's the Network Marketing Show with Tom, <laughs> Network Marketing Leadership Show with Tom Chenault. They just changed the name. I haven't got it right yet. Probably never going to happen. <laughs> but we're back, and we've got the great Peter Sage with us. He wants to give you a free book. A free book. So it's all you got to do is go to this website, getpeetsbook.com. You're going to get a free copy of his book. But this guy is a rock star. You are going to love him, honey. When we go back to England, we're definitely going to have a cup of coffee with him because the guy is bigger than life. Fraser loves him. Manish loves him. All these guys that I know over there just think the world of him, and I understand why. So, Peter, tell us what the hell happened to you. How did this whole 
reality check hit you because it's a fascinating story. I heard it and I read it. And by the way, I've read his book, everybody, and his book is off the chain. You have to read it. So take it away, sir. Well, thank you. Well, as I say, I, I tend to call certain situations in life graduation events. Now, I use the metaphor that we're in earth school. Why? Because you know, we're here to learn how to grow and, and contribute. And like in normal school, we get tests. And occasionally, we'll have what I call a graduation event. And a graduation event is essentially designed to see if you can walk the talk that you've been talking uh, and where, where you are. And yeah, as Bruce Lee said, you can't learn to swim on dry land. So you know, from my side, uh, it can show up anyway. And this one happened to be in a very unusual situation. I was arguing a business deal in court that we'd done years before with a major multinational uh, who I don't normally name, so I'll only say that it's Hewlett Packard. And, um, uh, and they, were, they were suing me for like $17 million of fake loss. I'd paid them $12 million, they'd made a huge profit on it, and then they sued me six years later over saying I, I resold it at a profit and they didn't want me to. I'm like, you didn't give me a contract, so yeah, <laughs> your, your, your fault. But I learned a lot about how you know, the court system works and who can hire the best lawyers. And they've got a, you know, deeper pockets than me. So they threw a contempt of court application at me uh, saying that I breached a, uh, a court order. And I'm like, I haven't breached a court order. I looked at their argument. It was intelligent. But I thought the judge would throw it out after five minutes. <laughs> I learned a lot. So I go into court. I turn around with staff. I've got 50 staff. I'm running a business turning over you know, hundreds of thousands a month. I've got you know, uh, helping thousands of people around the world. I'm traveling. And so, oh, I've just got to pop into court next week and get rid of this BS. And I never came back. And yeah, they sold it to the judge. And I had zero representation. And you know, none of my defense was put forward. Um, so you know, the judge only did what I would have done in his position, found it against me, and uh, ended up serving six months in prison in what was one of the most violent prisons in Europe as the only non-criminal. Bear in mind, never been charged, never been arrested, never been accused of crime, still don't have a criminal record. But I did yeah, six months in one of the toughest prisons in the UK, where three deaths in one week was the worst week, uh, attempted murders yeah, every, yeah, every week, yeah, blood on the floor every day. It's, yeah, th th this isn't a holiday camp. It's not a camp cupcake. And I thought, just as I was going in, my, my partner says, wow, why is this happening? I'm like, well, honey, if, if I go away, then clearly it's a graduation event. You know, I'm very blessed that millions of people around the world over the last you know, 20 years have benefited from my work but maybe the real people that I could help never get to see it because they're in somewhere like prison, especially somewhere like Pentonville, which is a 200 year old Victorian prison that's never been modernized. And so I said, if the universe or God wants to send me in there to help me go do my work and carry a light, let me go. Yeah? And I never went in as a, a prisoner or the identity of a prisoner. I went in as a sentinel. I went in as a, as a secret agent of change to try to help people because I thought that's clearly why I'm being sent in there. Yeah, and you can't argue with what's happened. You can only make the best out of what's happened. Yeah, so many people are resisting what is, which is stupid. If the milk is spilt and it's on your best carpet, guess what? The milk is spilt. Crying about it is not going to put it back in the bottle. But uh, so I, I went in with a, a skill set. And luckily, I had a very good graduation event. I mean, for some people, yeah, they have it different. It's their best friend dying in their arms. It's a terminal four yeah, stage diagnosis. Yeah. I, I just got to go into a place with the skill set that I've got that I can go help people with and, and, and go do what I do. I, I kind of got off light, to be fair. And so, yeah, I, I went in and with a mindset of trying to help people and 
I, I got to see things I'd only ever seen on TV. It was, it was, it was amazing. I, had, I even wrote to my students saying that, don't worry about me, I'm just on location for six months filming the prison scene of my movie. Right? <laughs> True story, that's, that's what's what said, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that, that was the whole thing. And yeah, I ended up getting a lot of the prisoners off drugs. Uh, I was stopping suicides. I reducing violence between the wings. I was helping some of the the, the, the worst prisoners that were there for the, sort of turn around. Uh, I won a national award while I was there for the work that I was doing to uh, design to help people. And yeah, and to this day, um, a lot of the legacy that I left in terms of shifting some of the intake uh, procedure and system is being rolled out across prisons uh, around the world. So helping you know, a lot of people every month. So I'm very proud of that. And so people in prison, I mean, we just forget about them and throw them away. And they are, I mean, here's this thing again with Adrian. These guys were murderers that he was hanging with down there that may never get out of jail. But even if they never get out of jail, doesn't mean that they have to, you know, they're paying their dues. These are human beings that deserve dignity and love. Would you agree with that? There for the grace of God go I. Yeah. You know, everybody makes mistakes. Uh, we're not born to be perfect. You know, we learn a lot of the time from the wrong answers we give in class more than we do the right answers we give in class. That's just how it's set up. So, you know, we get free will and we have the right to choose how we use that free will. Now, right. have consequences. You can choose to point a gun at my head and pull the trigger. You have absolutely every right to do that because you have free will. But the consequences of that are you'll probably spend your life in jail. Right. So, you know, we, how we express our free will gives us feedback, but the system and society is also set up in a way where it's, not, it's very biased and black and white. There is a distortion of context where the prioritization is content. So we look at the facts and then we look at circumstances after. And a lot of the people that I met in there, and don't get me wrong, there were some people in there that definitely needed to be in there. Yeah. But there was a lot of people that you, know, you, you just hold your head in your hands thinking, yeah, there's one minute they've got a family, everything's great, they make a silly decision, or through no fault of their own. You know, circumstances are engineered in a way where, bang, yeah, they're in jail. Probably like similar to what happened to Heather earlier. And yeah, it's, it just wakes you up on what kind of line we're walking here. And the fact that it also never matters to you what happens. It only matters to you what you do with what happens. So put your best foot in front of the other. And again, whether you're an alcoholic 30 years ago, whether you're you know, in, in jail before or what have you, you know, do the best every day. And that may not fit the pictures of what everybody else wants. But guess what? Everybody else's opinion of you is none of your business. Good call. And to think that we're getting judged over a two-second mistake we made 20 years ago is preposterous. And... I think that most of the people I know with a past, and I know, you know, my friends or people with a past, my Alcoholics Anonymous friends, they live thinking people are thinking about what they did 30 years ago, 20 years ago. Nobody cares. They're worried about their own life. And the name of the game is working with somebody like Peter, and I want you to get his book. I want you to take a couple of his courses because you've got to put your past in the past because if you're living your past into your future over and over and over again, the outcome's going to be the same. And that might be around poverty. That might be around bad men, bad women, bad marriage. You've got to rewrite history better. And that's what Peter's all about. Right, Peter? I appreciate that. Th thank you, Tom. And, and the, the, the book itself actually shouldn't have been a book. It was actually the 11 private letters that I wrote in real time yeah. to my senior coaching students at the time. This is pretty advanced stuff. 
and it, it's part journal, part how-to manual, part, well, you've read it, you couldn't make it up, but it was real. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when I came out, my students turned around and says, wow, we learned more from those 11 letters of you actually documenting what happened as you were going through it and the techniques that you were using and how and why with, with context than they had following me around the world for the last two years. And that's why they said they, you know, we had to publish that. And I'm just very blessed that it's now helping, I mean, hundreds of books a week being around the world. And the feedback of every single person is that it's pretty much changed the life of everyone that's read the book or empowered them in some way because you know, it's real. And again, this is advanced stuff. Uh, chapter seven, I break down the suicide intervention idea where you've got 10 minutes to, to stop somebody killing themselves. How do you do that in, in permanently, not just in the moment, you can motivate anybody in the moment. How do you do it in, you know, for, for life? Yeah, how do you stop an argument that's about to explode on the wing because someone's arguing over religion by getting yourself invited in there, maintaining the illusion of significance for the people involved and you know, basically collapsing the energy behind it so they become friends? Yeah, and th these are skills I've learned over the last 25 years, especially working with Tony Robbins. You know, I was a senior, um, a very experienced trainer with Tony for yeah, 15 years, so I, I, I should know a thing or two. If I, I, I've had far more crazy people to deal with in some of the seminars than I did in Pentonville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good call. That's, a, that's, that's an absolute great point. So yeah. where, where does this generate from? I mean, you, clearly you had done a lot of work before this experience where you were able to cultivate and to maintain that mindset going in there, but where does that generate from for you to have this you know, this ability to cast everything as an opportunity, everything as these graduation events. It's a muscle you build. Yeah, nobody's born enlightened. Yeah, Buddha wasn't born enlightened. You know, he was born Prince Siddhartha and went through his own journey. Uh, every time you build a muscle that's outside of your comfort zone, it gets stronger. And yeah, if you want to stay victim, then I've got news for you. Nowhere in nature is victim or the concepts of victimhood supported. Yeah, tentative is no power. Yeah, so if you want to play victim game, life is going to give you more opportunity to demonstrate the fact that you're a victim and that ain't a great place to live. Yeah, if you're here to build the movie of your life and star in the movie of your life, you don't want it to be a soap opera. You don't want it to be a drama, right? Get out there and be an adventure. And yes, an adventure has everything. It has comedy and tragedy and romance and you know, intrigue and everything. That's the kind of movie you want to be living. The one where you turn and say, wow, I'd pay to watch that again. But if you're sitting there on the sidelines bitching about the fact that you know, life isn't going according to plan and you're looking for sympathy, I've got news for you. 80% of people don't care about your problems and the other 20% are glad you have them. <laughs> That's 100% right. If you wonder what people are thinking about you, they aren't. It's that simple. So why get all fixated about that, everybody? And what I'm going to tell you, whether it's Armand or whether I don't care who it is, the best people I know in network marketing are the ones that have done the most personal development, that have been through the most trouble and are so happy they're on the other side of it that they want to give the rest of their life giving back. Just like Peter Sage, getpeatsbook.com. Do that right now, everybody out there. You need to get it. I do need to my get wife it. needs to get it. It's unbelievable. You, you need a book. You need there a book. It is. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's wow. exactly right. Yeah, that's Thank it. You. Again, I've, I've had a copy printed for yeah, all of the viewers here, and all I'm asking is to cover a little bit of the shipping and handling, and I ship it straight to your door uh, as a, a favor from me. For yeah, because I really want to get this message out to empower as many people as possible. I had no idea how many people this would help when I was writing it, because it was literally just for my my advanced students. 
but it's just changed the lives of everyone that's had it. And I'm just grateful that you're, you're helping to, to you know, back that up, Tom. And you're getting them out all over the world. And it just, it warms my heart that you took that experience and you said, you know what, this defines the rest of my life. I am going to change the prison system. I am gonna change the way people look at prisoners. And I'm gonna change those people that are in prison in their own head, because that's all of us. 100%. I, you know, yeah, I, I was more t teaching the prisoners the difference between freedom and liberty, because all they'd really done was take away my liberty or reduced my liberty. But freedom yeah. is a state of mind. We got to take a break. I blew right through it. <laughs> we'll be right back. Stick around. It's the Network Marketing Leadership Show with Tom Chanel. And we're on break. There we go. We're we didn't back. Do bad. <laughs> no, we, weren't. we didn't miss it by too far. It's just too no. good of a conversation. All right. So <laughs> my wife's telling me, where's the book? Well, I gave it to Marianne and she probably ate it because I, I wanted her to read it before the show. So <laughs> it's somewhere, honey. Yeah. Unbelievable job on that thing. And Frazier. I'm telling you, he, you like, do you like Frazier? He's, he's awesome. I got, I, I tell you, I, I, ha having seen the rise of who he's become and yeah. you talk about personal growth, he is the epitome of somebody that has evolved into the, uh, yeah, the example of contribution beyond himself. And I, I think the, the guy's absolute rock star. And he really is. And he loves his mom and dad so much. Awesome. Don't, don't you love that about him? Every kid wants their parents to be proud, and, and, it's, and it's so clear that they are. You know, Simon's a legend, yeah, and yeah, we went out for dinner uh, just after the, the last time we were there at the Success Summit with uh, his parents and himself, and yeah, it's just, it's just the energy is beautiful, and he's, he's, a, he's, he's a great guy, and I'm excited for his future as to where, because he's just warming up. Yep, there's no question, and plus he's only 12. He's got a big future in front of him, <laughs> and you're just going to die. Yeah, so contact yeah. mapping, he's a big fan of it, endorser of he, it. He is and, and has been incredibly generous to support us every step of the way. And I just, I love everything about Frazier because I think that what he represents and who he represents is really, really caring about people. And, you know, I just think you can't fake that, right? The, the, what we are on a mission to do with contact mapping and what we are gonna show you how to do with contact mapping as an app and as a system and as a habit is that you actually can care about people and win in business. And I think sometimes we get stuck into this, you know, we get trapped into this sort of line of thinking that I just gotta you know, throw a lot of people at the wall and figure out which ones are gonna stick and that that's gonna be the way to win in the business is just you know, massive, just churn through people and you know, sift them and find the ones that are gonna to wanna to do it. And you do need to take massive action, don't get me wrong, but I think the people that are gonna certainly win in the long term are the ones who actually care about other human beings and put that at the center of it and have the skill set and the tools to turn that caring into building a massive team, building a movement. And Frazier is, I think, somebody who is, is really carrying the flag uh, of that entire idea. And I just, I so appreciate who he is, how he shows up, when I, you know, when people aren't looking and when people are looking and he, he's an incredible embodiment of what we're trying to do, I think. Yeah. And what we're trying to do and, you know, network marketing is great. We're trying to change the world. We're trying to reconnect human beings, get them off of Facebook, get them off of thinking they're developing relationships with a bunch of electronic noise and get human beings talking to each other at a deep level that means something. And that's what Peter's done. I mean, he, you know, we're, uh, we're landmark education 
you know, we've done a tremendous amount of personal growth as a family and we live in the world that you embody and we're in awe of it. So everybody needs to go get Peter's book. I promise you get petersbook.com or get petesbook.com if you can't spell Peter, but whatever you do, get it because it's going to be worth your time. We're going to come back in about two seconds. And we're back. This is the final segment of the Network Marketing Leadership Show with Tom Chenault and his little boy, Adrian. And uh, we got Peter Sage with us, huh? He's unbelievable. How are you liking him? Really, really good. Can't wait to read the book now. So Peter, what's next? How do You're obviously doing courses. You're doing personal development. You're changing the prison system. What's your life look like? I mean, how can we support you other than getting by in your book, getting the word out? How do we help you be bigger in the world? I appreciate that. And again, you know, your support of what I do is, is so appreciated, Tom. It really is. And you know, as I was saying earlier, there's no, uh, there's no coincidences that people that vibrate on a similar level get attracted to each other. So yeah, I'm, I'm, it's an honor and a pleasure to be on the show. But uh, right now I'm focused on, I've actually moved over to Tenerife. I'm, I'm living in the Canary Islands because I like sunshine and uh, my, my two little dogs here. And I, uh, yeah, I'm focused on how do I help people become the best version of themselves? And I want to say the best, I'm not talking about some utopian level of perfection because that's never, uh, perfection is the lowest standard because it's unattainable. Yeah, so how do, you, how do you get over that? How do you get past the, so much of the stuff that stops people that nobody talks about? How do you get rid of guilt? How do you get out of shame? How do you let go of the good opinion of other people? How do you build systematically a peer group around you to upgrade your own environment? Because what most people forget is that environment trumps will. Environment beats will over time. Yeah, so you, know, you can have all the intention to be warm. You can all have all the intention to you know, wrap up. But if you live in a freezer, at some point, you're going to wake up cold. So you know, who we surround ourselves with is so critical. So I teach people how to build a, a peer group uh, or they come and join mine. And I, I take people through a program on that as well called my Elite Mentorship Forum. It'd be if it's right for people uh, at the time. Or I say I've got a ton of free resources which I stick out there through my website and through um, um, my, my channels on YouTube. And I'm always trying to put content out to help people. That's that's my mission. So what's your website other than Get Pete's book? Is there petersage.com? Petersage.com. Yep. Just go there and you've got a ton of resources from free to, to, to premium. So yeah, I, again, I, I'm very mindful as to what I create in terms of programs for people and how to help them essentially achieve self-mastery. Would you say those people over your right shoulder are your mentors or your what? Role models? Ah, yes, the, the high conscious. Yeah, we, we talk about high conscious. Anyone from, you've got Eckhart Tolle down there to Gandhi to Nelson Mandela, who I had the privilege of working with a family on. Uh, the, the great David Hawkins, the author of Power Versus Force, Maharishi, Jesus is there, Buddha's there, you know, and um, yeah, it's just pretty good crowd. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, that, that, that'd be a dinner party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it. And you're not done. I mean, your job is basically just starting. God gave you another little twist in the old plot, and uh, you're making the best of it to really elevate yourself and do even more good out there, right? We're never done. I mean, yeah, we're starting in the we're starring in the current movie of our life, yeah. and yeah, until the final scene, why would you want to take your foot off the brake? Yeah, I, I, it's the famous quote. Yeah, you know, may you live every day of your life, because unfortunately, most people don't. Yeah, yeah they, they they die at twenty and are buried at seventy. Yeah. 
You know, it's like, no, because they're, they're in survival mode. They're in reaction mode. They're in, yeah, they're trying to be living in fear of the good opinion of others, which is, is a complete yeah, sort of ghost. And, and to be able to get out there to give your gift, you can't do it when you're too busy focused on your own insecurities. So let's, let's get them off the table. Let's empower people to make decisions so that they can follow their truth and uh, not follow their, uh, their passion. Because sometimes I believe passion is uh, released in the unfolding of your truth. So, yeah, because following your truth is scary sometimes, not passionate. But going through that, it releases the passion when you conquer the fear. I agree with that. And see, what I wanted to do, and he, I met him at a network marketing event. But I realized I'd never heard of him. And my goal is to get him all over this world as a spokesman to it because he speaks to what's good about being a human being that fits into the network marketing model. Would you agree with that? 100%. My background's entrepreneurship. And here's one of the challenges I see with, within network marketing is the fact that as an entrepreneur, the ability to handle uncertainty is a, you know, a key skill. And entrepreneurs know that upfront. They bet their house on the line. They work 1,000 hours a week if it need be. But when it comes to multi-level marketing, because the barrier to entry is much lower, most people aren't betting their house when they sign up as a distributor. Yeah. But they're facing the same issues that entrepreneurs face. The ability to handle rejection, the ability to be self-motivated, the ability to be alone in the face of, of your beliefs. All of that stuff's the same stuff. So how do you build that muscle when you're not doing it from a place of how entrepreneurs do it? But it's the yeah. same stuff. So that's what I want to help people with because that's my game. We want you all, in other words, to get that gift to desperation that literally drags your ass out of bed and lets you not go to bed. That's pretty much you with what you're doing yeah. in your life. I mean, you are so all in, it's unbelievable. I am. And, and I think, you know, sometimes that, that gift of desperation, that comes in different ways. Sometimes it comes because like you, you hit a bottom that you can't really go any lower than. And for some of us, that's how it shows up. For some of it, it shows up as saying, I'm going to consciously choose not to have to go all the way down there in order to choose to move forward into my truth or into the things that I need to go through in order to get uncomfortable so I can grow and move forward. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think I've been lucky to not have to go quite through such a deep gift of desperation. And I'm trying to train myself and to develop that muscle to move forward. And, you know, some days I do that really well. Some days I don't do it so well. But I think we can all learn from that if you consciously choose that growth, there's a huge, there's a huge benefit on the other side. So everybody, petersage.com, getpeatsbook.com. Do that. It is critically important. The world needs more guys like him. The world needs his message everywhere, not just in England and where he is or Canary Islands or wherever the heck that is. We need it right here. You need it right here. So do that. Thanks, everybody, for listening. It's been the Network Marketing Leadership Show with Tom Chanel. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can get a lot more content like this going to contactmapping.com.